Josh, how you doing there, buddy? Well, I, I mean, I just finished my rant recording, like, before Mike. But actually, like, getting that off my chest, I'm, I'm feeling a, a little bit better. But you know what would make me even even happier? You know what would lift my spirits even more? What's that? Is, is it by some way, you know, as we're recording this episode, if maybe... I don't know, I'm just feeling like... You know who I haven't talked to in, in a long time? Uh, and, and, and it comes up often is, is, is our good buddy Johnny... Um, over at the Dingle Podcast, and man, I just I miss that guy. I love him, and I oh, you I mean doing. the warlock, also known as Featherbottom? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, <laughs> I do not know this Featherbottom you talk of. <laughs> My name is Flyfendel, known as the Dog Quaffer. I am Enchanter of Breastplates. <laughs> Holy oh. cow! Who is that? Who is that standing outside Hi. the door of our wizard's tower? Who could that be? <laughs> <laughs> Open up these damn doors, I tell you what. Is that is that propane claws? <laughs> is that propane claws? <laughs> propane claws. I love it. No guys, it's Johnny from the Dangle Podcast, oh and I'm a God. wizard. Hey! Is, here he is. Here he is. is so good. And yes, and immediately my sour, grumpy, tired of grading finals and <laughs> haggling over grades with undergrads. All that has melted away with with our good friend, my cousin, my cousin Johnny, uh, gracing us all with it, his presence. All, all it took was a, all it took was a, a, a small couple of, of intermingled King of the Hill references. That if you guys listen to Dang Old Podcast, we recently covered both Flyfendel <laughs> and Enchanting Breastplates. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Full oh, Metal Dusk so Jacket. Good. Go listen to it. It was a good episode, guys. Oh man, ah, those are those are so good. But yes, everybody, welcome for joining us. Uh, and, and and yes, this very special, this very special um, episode of the two two wizards plus one, uh, yeah, two two plus one wizards podcast. Uh, my name's Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. And yeah, we are back at it, guys. Johnny is here again. You might remember him from such star-studded episodes as our professional wrestling two-parter which was actually a four-parter because we had to keep recording it. And I hope to every god that is or was that that doesn't happen with this one because I'll go insane. But he's back again. This is our Christmas special. Um, I am excited as hell for this. We wanted to do it big. We wanted to do it right. Um, Let's just get it out of the way. Guys, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about that uh, most festive of um, holiday traditions – Gladiators and gladiatorial combat, and other well, and I guess like just other dangerous forms of entertainment in the ancient world. Because, uh, because yeah, we're 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 going beyond. We're talking about some like deadly races. We're talking about like deadly naval reenactments and stuff. Uh, but yeah, gladiators. It's the games, guys. The games. It is the, the games. Moody. Yes, the Munera, if you will. Mm-hmm. I read so, a lot of so, books yeah. about gladiators. <laughs> so yeah i mean i i'm i'm very excited and yeah this is probably going to be i i know recently uh mark and i were were trying to like be a little more streamlined be like okay let's like really focus in and 
I get, but no, this one's going to be all over the place. We're, we're going to be chasing each other around. Um, it's going to get silly. It's, it's going to get very silly. Uh, I'm I'm going to be like throwing a net around people and say like, no, we really need to end the episode. We've been recording for seven hours. And Mark will like <laughs> cut his way out with his little knife. And then I'll have to chase him around oh, man. the, uh, the <laughs> arena again. <laughs> Are you... Are you telling me, cuz, that you're the guy that goes into the gladiator fight with the net and the trident? Because nobody likes that guy. I, I think I'm Oh, being, Josh being is honest, totally. Yeah. I be, be, being honest, <laughs> I am the yeah, I am the secutor. I am. I I'm, I'm the dude who just like is really like lithe and lean and has to just rely on <laughs> out out outpacing. Or no, 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 that's the Retiarius. The Yeah, Retiarius is, is the, the uh, fisherman. Yeah. I, I I'm that guy, not the not the but, but which I am like I I would love to be just some I don't know like big gnarly haraplomacus ha but honestly being real I'm the like scrawny dude with a net in the trident. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you also are. What's that? Is the scrawny dude with a right on? What's in your oh. wizard's right on, buddy? That is true. Well, because we are doing a bit of a, yeah, like uh, when when we were doing the professional wrestling episode, that's when Johnny was still in Colorado with you, right? But now this is truly a yes. This is an international. This is this is the international debut of um, or, or the international recording debut of Two Wizards Podcast because Johnny has since relocated to Germany, uh, and so like mm-hmm. with some of the yes. time with some of the time change stuff, it's. It's a quarter after nine uh, a.m. as I'm recording this, <laughs> and alas, if only I were in Germany and could have like a good like Fustruck beer or something. Um, it's still it's still maybe <laughs> still maybe a little early to like break into drinking. So I have my coffee. I just have my coffee with me right now. Um, okay. But okay. but it's a little it's a little kind of festive one um, beyond just Folgers. So this is like a I think it's a salted caramel. Uh, coffee. It's pretty damn good. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Uh, How about you, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. I decided to go with something that's kind of, it's definitely German and not super festive because festive would have been peppermint, but mm. uh, we went with a good old-fashioned German schnapps. Mm. So I have an apricot schnapps that uh, I'm just kind of sipping on over here. Uh, I decided to stay away from the Akavit that made its way back to to my house from <laughs> Norway because it's you guys would not find anything funny or coherent if I decided to record after drinking Akavit. Uh, so yeah, we're we're going with a German schnapps, and it is currently three fifteen in the afternoon. So you could I could have started drinking beer about three hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> the hard stuff goes a little later in the day, but the beer I'm pretty sure you can wake up in about ten o'clock. No one's gonna judge you over here. Yeah, <laughs> um, tis the season. Actually, uh, I did not leave myself any mold Glühwein, oh, but I did have some recently at our Christmas market. So that's really what I should be drinking. I'm so excited. We eh, we'll make do with the schnapps. Yeah, we have not yet made our first batch of Glühwein, but oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Holy cow, Glühwein's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Mark? What are you drinking this morning? I wanted to channel all things Roman and all things violent and all things bloody and gladiatorial. So I am drinking 19 Crimes 2020 red wine. 
I don't know what it is. I'm not a wine guy, but it tastes pretty all right. And I got a bottle of peppermint schnapps here because I reckon it's Christmas time and we all ought to do a Christmas shooter together. But we'll oh, wait till Josh decides like he's ready to drink. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I like that. I, I was a little late getting the memo, too. So, I I, I mean, maybe when we break, I can... I can um, I sent the memo way later than was appropriate. Like I was no, the no, asshole no. in I that could... email chain. <laughs> nah, you're fine. Um, yeah, I could I could rummage around and find. Or actually, in my uh, kind of cabinet next to me, I still have some white dog. So maybe I could pour that in with my coffee and or do oh, it or, okay. or do a shot of that when, whenever whenever time. Um, well, then uh, maybe maybe we ought to just try this really quick and just say you know, <gasps> cheers to the holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah. Um, a tip-top tet, a solemn Ramadan, um, a funky Crazy Festivus, Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa, um, and a spectacular Saturnalia, we who are about to die, salute you. I, I can absolutely, and I did, I went up, got, got my, got my white dog out, and I can drink to that, so cheers, good buddies. Yep. Cheers, to good that. buddies. It is also 7.20 in the morning, and I just drank peppermint oh. schnapps. <coughs> wow good morning vietnam <laughs> good morning oh, wow oh, oh i am clear i am pert let's get talk about some goddamn gladiators boys and if you don't mind i'm just gonna take it away uh yes, yeah please do cool cool we're gonna talk so number one i'm gonna cite my sources as i am always want to do I have History of the Ancient World by Susan Wise Burrow, Gladiators, Deadly Arena Sports of Ancient Rome by Christopher Eplett, Rome.com, Archive.com, The Bible, written by God, <laughs> and finally Spartacus Blood and Sand playing in the background as I wrote this over three days. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know the last Good time you guys watched Spartacus, movies, but oh man. Oh, oh God. It's such a terribly wonderful show. Um... Anyway, let's start off here with um, slavery, because we need to talk about slavery in the ancient world, because it is literally what made the ancient world go round. It was also God's way of showing who was right and who was wrong. As people rose and fell through conquest over each other, it was more or less just a wheel that kind of just rolled over the same people over and over again, and sometimes you'd be the wheel and sometimes you would be the track. But either way, you got rolled over it. This comes from six... Uh, 671 BCE, this is an account of the sack of Memphis by Asa Haddon. This is 671, I w this is why I'm going so far back, because I want to point out how, like, this shit is what it means to be human, is to kill each other and take each other as captive. So, right. Memphis, his royal city in half a day, with mines, tunnels, assaults, I besieged. I captured, I destroyed, I devastated, I burned with fire, his queen, his harem, Prince Ushankuru, his heir, and the rest of his sons and daughters, his property, his goods, his horses, his cattle, his sheep, in countless numbers, I carried off to Assyria. The root of Cush I tore up out of Egypt. So, a dude just rolls in and takes everything? That's it. It doesn't matter. You, poor Josh and Johnny and me, we're just, you know, chilling in a town somewhere, and suddenly we decide to go to war. And yeah. now we're all slaves, or we're all dead. Yay! Or... It could just be a dude with, a, you know, an ego problem, or it could be God who pissed, you, who is mad at you. This comes from Manitho's description of the Hyksos invasion in a 1993 BCE. 
For what cause I know not, the blast of the gods smote us, and unexpectedly, from the region of the east. Invaders of obscure race marched confidence of victory against our lands. By main force, they easily overpowered the rulers of the land. They burned our cities ruthlessly, raised to the ground the temples of the gods, and treated all the natives with cruel hostility, massacring some, leading others into slavery, the wives and children of others, appointing as king of their numbers. Rolling in. Hide your kids, hide your wife, because they're taking everybody. You're going to be a slave. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking here. Slaves, Egypt, Christmas time, maybe the Israelites, because Hanukkah, who's our most you know fav- famous indentured people? That's right. The Israelites were also super into slavery, and they had rules covering it. Like in Genesis, it talks about... You know, just the the rules for caring for a slave. Like, if you buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and then the seventh he shall go free for nothing. If he came by himself, he shall go out by himself, but if you're married, he and his wife shall go with him. If uh, he has kids, you get to keep the kids and the wife, so that's real cool. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. You can sell your daughter to be a handmaiden, unless she doesn't fuck the guy well enough and he can sell her back to you. Um, Or Exodus 20... 21 verses 20 and 21 that talks about where if you beat your slave, make sure you don't kill him. If he's okay after a couple days, it's fine because he's your property. But really make sure you don't kill him. And not to like, uh, yeah, just like jump jump to the conclusion here. But but yeah, like we in our enlightened 21st century moral outlooks, of course we have the understanding of like slavery's bad, okay, you shouldn't shouldn't in enslave people um <laughs> but also like and, and i and i hope this is coming across to you like it just it just boggles my mind like just for millennia like that was the standard like that was life um yeah like i like just just kind of for fun the other day because this is my idea of fun um i booted up <laughs> a uh a um Excel spreadsheet, you know, going from, yeah, like 2020s all the way back to like Egypt, like, you know, like 3000s BCE. And like mm-hmm. each cell, each cell was like, I don't know, I think it turned out to be something like, like 50 or 60 years, like a couple of generations. And like, at, at least from an American context, when we ended slavery in uh, 1865, um, you know, yeah, yeah, that was like, I don't know, that was like two or three, like, green bars. Where it's like, yay, we finally realized. We finally stopped enslaving people. And then there's just like, you know, a hundred or so cells of red when slavery was still, <laughs> still the norm. And it's just like, yeah, holy cow. This really has just been what humans did, as awful as that is. And so it, it is, it's important to kind of remember that perspective, too. Yeah, and it... Like it's sad. I'm, I'm um, not saying like, like the, oh, the, you know the the prison the prison industrial complex and all that shit. Nothing's changed. It's just we call it a little right. bit differently now. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Or like, because I, 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 this is the point that I'm trying to make, and I'll get here in a little bit. I just I wrote way too many notes on this, but like, we are we are two thousand years later, literally the exact same, just a tiny bit different. Um. So, in Numbers 31, it talks about when Moses worked up a number six on the Medianites. 
And I know mm. what you're thinking. Well, what's the number six? That's where they ride into town, a whomping and a wailing, killing every <laughs> man, lip, child there, and you know, except for the women, where they rape the shit out of them at the number six dance that night. Um, men and boys were put to the sword, Rumpf. and all the female virgins were taken because God said this was cool. This is also backed up in the Deuteronomic Code for slavery. And I'm pointing all this shit out because I believe truly that, like, you know, the Old Testament is one of the earlier records that we have of law and order, like, beyond Hammurabi's code, because that's, yeah, whatever, but, like, this is, like, in-depth shit that a ton of people believed in and followed that also shaped our, like, foundations yeah. of where we are as a people today, mm-hmm. and they're just cool with it. Literally go into town, kill all the men and male children, and take the women, children, and girls as you're, like, it's so rugged. Um, slavery was a thing. It drove economies. It built empires. Yes, it is brutal. Yes, it was detestable. But it also got shit done in the ancient world. Josh, just ask the fucking hell it's a Sparta. Yeah. What, right. what was, I, I, and I mean, off the top of your head, what was the ratio class of helots to, like, you know, freed people in Sparta? Yeah, it was like 10 to yeah. 1. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, something like that. Well, and, and then even, like, lest people think, like, oh, well, that was just Sparta and they were. Yeah, like especially savage. Well, hey, in Athens, it was it was like three to one. Like there was still, like they weren't called the helots, but yeah, there was still like um, large scale slavery in like Athens and Thebes and uh, you know other Greek poles. So 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 yeah, like that that was just that was just how Sparta it was, it. and it's yeah, and and it's awful, and I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying like I'm I'm not doing the like well yeah, but realistically but then also kind of yeah but realistically <laughs> that's that's just what but so we also so. have to say well realistically because otherwise we're just a bunch of jerks talking about condemned people that kid to kill each other and i don't want right. to be a bunch of jerks talking about prisoners like you know what i mean right yeah, um exactly, exactly. <laughs> um i i think it's also important to note that i mean like you were saying mark slavery got shit done and what what does getting shit done mean in the overarching thing? It means that we're going to remember whoever owned the most slaves, whoever got the most shit done, um, whoever whoever made the giant grandiose things that sticks around, you know, all that shit. You yep. get a lot of money, notoriety, and fame depending on how much shit you can get done. Yeah. Yep. So he with the most slaves is the winner, I guess. Yeah, he with the most toys wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, amazing point, and very on the nose. Um, throughout her lifetime, um, the span of Rome's conquest and her expansion was literally built on the backs of slaves who would be taken prisoner directly after, you know, campaign victories. You know, you roll in, sack a town, sell the women and children, and the men, doesn't matter. Sometimes these were sold on the spot to camp followers. At one point during the Gallic conquest, Caesar sold all 53,000 of the Atuatuki tribe of Gauls, just on the spot to a slaver camp follower. Um, yeah, it's 53,000 people sold. Just, I, like, I, I work with uh, countless people every day. You know what I mean? Like, it takes me at least six minutes to process a single person, like, with what I do with my job. I can't imagine trying to do that in the ancient world without computers and like spreadsheets, Excel. Like I love Excel. I Excel has won a cultural victory in my fucking heart. And I can't imagine trying to do that without Excel. (laughs) Rival tribes of Gauls during this time would also take Gauls from other tribes. They'd go fight alongside Caesar. 
and then they'd steal, you know, they, they would take their own slaves and they would sell those to, uh, or they'd trade those to Roman slavers who trafficked wine up from Rome. If you know one thing about Rome, it's wine. That's why I'm drinking wine today. Um, so that helped drive the, uh, at least, at least I'm kind of focusing on the Gallic campaigns, but they're, I just think they're cooler. Um, also, Caesar personally sold 500,000 Gauls by the time everything was said and done. So, John, you literally, how much you could, like, how many you could have is, like, what gets you your notoriety. Like, Caesar made his money out of slavery. You could be born into yeah. slavery with no rights because, hey, you could be a person whose village was taken and your mom was pregnant, or you could be raped because, hey, everybody rapes everybody in the ancient world. It's just what we do. It doesn't matter because just like the GOP right now, newborns don't have rights. You're born into slavery. You're probably going to die into slavery. And finally, you could sell yourself into slavery to pay off a debt. A lot of people did this, and in some cases, dudes became, or like people who would sell themselves to become gladiators they eventually won their freedom through popularity in the games. So it was a thing that could happen. Uh, once you were taken to market, it was like the worst version of a sorting hat ceremony at Hogwarts. But instead of cool wizard robes, you would be stood on a block and judged virtuous or naked, and then sold to the highest bidder. But like Harry Potter, there were tons of children around. <laughs> and real quick, I want to do a k -k 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 crossover between the two Wizards and Dangle podcast, and I want to use the Dangle podcast rating system to rank what kind of slave oh. you could be. Oh boy! First, we'll oh, take a drink of coffee. Go. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need something. Oh. I think we need something to help help this kind of go down. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, is, I've been yeah. talking it's a lot. Okay. No, no, it's okay, but it's important. <laughs> it's 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 difficult, and it does. I think all of us, all of our sphincters, just kind of went. Ugh. But hey, this is what it's it's a hard it's a hard subject. Yeah, it's a hard and and a necessary one because if we don't talk about it, then yeah, yeah. we don't then we don't learn. We don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So here we go. It's those. It's the hard to swallow. <laughs> yes, it is. At the very bottom is charcoal. Charcoal was damnati in metallis, or condemnation to the mines, where you were stripped of your citizenship, all of your possessions, and you worked in the mines until you fucking died. That's it. You were erased from the world. Above that is Megalo, in the form of agricultural slavery. You just worked on a farm or a vineyard, but the guy who was in charge of you was also a slave, so it was like, at least the guy in charge kind of gets it a little bit. Um, I also want to point out, in the most extreme cases of irony ever, you could be captured as a gull, traded for a cask of wine, sent to a vineyard to make the wine that would then be traded to take more gulls. Blew my fucking head apart. Yeah. Butane is like house slavery, where you cooked, cleaned, washed, and serviced, winked, winked, wink, your master. You love to hate it and you hate to love it, but at least you had nights off and you could be high at two in the morning if you could get high at two in the morning in ancient Rome. Uh, the char king of slaves was the artisan slaves. These were the slaves who knew shit like engraving or writing or language. They could teach kids. In some cases, these guys had a regular like eight ish hour work shift and days off they had free time they had downtime they could have places that they could call their own that they could return to so it wasn't that bad but you were still a slave and then finally the blue flame of valor if you're a slave um if you're a soldier because soldier was a trade too but it was a very different trade um you were deemed the dubious honor that you could be sold to specialized gladiatorial training to a school known as a ludus where you would be trained fed and grown in the gladiatorial combats and I have been talking forever, so I'm going to kick it to you guys so you guys talk about gladiator types for a while, because, whew, I'm tired. 
Yeah, well, and, and, the, and it was. I think, yeah, for covering, um, yeah, like, the millennia history of, like, slavery in, what, 10 minutes? No, you, you did an admirable, <laughs> an, ad, an admirable job there. Um, A yada, 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 oh, but, you know. <laughs> thank yada, you, yada, thank yada, you. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So I guess, uh, yeah, like, like I think, I think Johnny and I were kind of, I don't know, sort of like kind of trade back and forth here. So like, I guess we could kind of consider this like almost literally specking into different classes because um, there were there were you know some of the earlier gladiatorial uh, or like other yeah sort of like combat sports. I think it would just be like, all right, you take this sword and shield and you take that sword and shield and have at it but then over time yeah like cer- certain like sp- like specializations certain uh yeah like classes if you will kind of e- evolved out right. and, and they would be um um some like we alluded to earlier um would ha- would see like very specific predictable matchups like oh here's this type against that type so yeah i think i think johnny and i just kind of kind of trade some of these back and forth maybe talking about them a little bit one of the or, I, or maybe first, like, dividing lines between these different types is, like, how big was your shield? Or if you even had a shield. Um, so, so, yeah, there's the... Um, there were, uh, yeah, like, like I said, like, two kind of main main types uh, based, on, based on your shield size. Uh, the Parmularius uh, were the ones who had, like, the smaller ones. Uh, and so these would be... Um, yeah, the uh, Thrikes and the Hoplomachus that we'll that we'll talk about in a little more detail. Um, but then, okay. but then there were also the Scutarius, which had the larger kind of you know like you you picture in your mind's eye like a like a legionary. They're sort of like it's not quite a full tower shield, but it it covers like most of their body. Um, and yeah. that's called the yeah the scutum. the the bendy the bendy rectangle. Right. Yeah, the bendy rectangle. Uh, and so, yeah, like some of those types would be the Mermillo and Samnite, uh, for instance. So part of it is, so right there, there's one, there's already one kind of like branch, like your more agile, um, uh, live guys would, 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 would have the smaller shields. So they could be more, more, um, yeah, yeah, they could, they could maneuver around a little faster. And then you had your big bruisers okay. with the big shield, uh, the Scutum, that, where yeah, you just imagine like like people crashing into them and then like crashing back against it. Um, so is that kind of like the the secutor? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So okay, one of the first that I mentioned was the uh, thrikes, um, which literally means like a dude from Thracia, from from Thrace, kind of like northeast mm-hmm. of Greece there. Um, and so yeah, he had like like a little I guess what we would imagine is sort of like a buckler, like a little kind of smaller shield. Um, would have a helmet okay. and some greaves. Um, but then that was pretty much it for armor. Um, so yeah, this guy was like really speedy. Um, and and one of the other like distinguishing characteristics of the Thrikes um, was his sword called a Sika, which I know is kind of hilarious for a number of different reasons, especially if you play online games uh, against Russians. Um, um, but that's not a bad word, or at least not in this case. Um, the Tsika is like a small kind of curved blade uh, known as a falx. And so like that that was one of the like defining weapons of the people of Thrace. 
And so here is like this whole kind of uh, category of gladiator who uh, mimic that. And I don't want to like, yeah, get into it right now because I think we're going to be coming to this later. Um, there's a very, very famous, very special, very renowned uh, gladiator from Thrace. Uh, may, maybe you've heard of him. Maybe something like that. Uh, any guesses, Johnny or Mark, as to what this guy's name was? I, I mean, honestly, the only one I, I know of is Ridley Scott's Gladiator Maximus, and I have no idea if he's even, like, based off of a real person. So that's what I'm going to go with, Maximus. Uh, oh, Johnny Maximus Decimus Meridius was actually from uh, the Spanish region of the Roman yeah. Empire. Mm. Well, yes, it's why they called him the Spaniard, but yeah. I don't know. Like, screw his shit all the time. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe starts... S- starts with an S and a P. <laughs> I, I, I'm Spartacus? <laughs> I, I'm Spartacus. No, no I'm, I'm Spartacus. Oh! Yeah, oh, Spartacus. Oh. Spartacus was... I'm Captain from... Planet. I'm the juggernaut bitch. I'm Spartacus. As I say, is it, isn't this the guy that's like 120 years old? Or No, he died like two years ago. My bad. Kirk Douglas. Kirk oh, Douglas. right. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, him. Like... <laughs> Kirk we are like multi-levels of deep, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, Kirk, the gladiator. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay, so then the other, um, yeah, sort of small shield, uh, Parmulatius, par uh, is um, this guy called the Hoplomachus. And that's a Greek word. That's a Greek compound word. Um, oh, 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 can, I, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes, yes, please. Hoplon warrior. Yeah, but what's a hoplon? <laughs> Oh, she well the Spartan shield. Sorry, I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, the Hoplomarchus. Yeah, like it's it's the Hoplon based warrior. It's the guy yeah, holding the Hoplon. I, I'm yeah, being uh, pedantic now. No, a uh, Hoplon's a Hoplon, Josh. Of course. Um, but yeah. So, but but also more broadly speaking, it's just like any sort of like, like instrument of war, like the like which for the Spartans especially was their shield. Uh, but yeah, like just sort of like any sort of arm generally uh our armament armature generally was a hoplon and so yeah this guy is literally like you know like a weapon fighter weapon warrior weapon battler um and so like he would have yeah like in one arm uh, again the short sword i guess i kind of skipped over this too so when we're not talking about the sika um curved sword the usual gladiator sword as well as the equipment of the Roman legions was the short, uh, more like kind of thrusting and stabbing sword called a gladius. And that's why they're called gladiators. They're the dudes who use a gladius. Um, and so, yeah, in one arm, the Hoplomachus would have that. Uh, in his other arm, he would have, again, like this little shield. And he would also carry in his like shield arm, like a kind of short stabby spear. So this guy was like also like dual wielding, or maybe even like dual and a half wielding, because he also had this shield. Um, so also very kind of live, run around, um, kind of keep you at bay with his like shield and spear arm, and then swoop around and get you with his with his sword. Um, so that's another one. Um, so yeah, go for it. 
like the what I what I can what I can equate this most to is I play a lot of Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, this yeah. should be no surprise to either of you or right, any right. of my, my the listeners to Dangle Podcast. I love video games, and uh, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you're constantly just like running around, mm-hmm. and you have a, a haft of a broken spear of, of Leonidas. This is true. And mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that's kind of like the the shorter spear that you're talking about, right, or something similar to it. Yeah, that is yeah that, that is a great yeah sort of like modern interpretation of yeah sort sort of what that is. Okay, it, it's not like a full on like six foot like dory spear it's just like a little just a little kind of handheld guy um <laughs> gotcha uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah a dagger with a longer hand a two-handed dagger yeah that's i, I think that's a good okay. way i think that's a good way to think about it um uh and then so so there's the one sort of half the the other sort of half with the like bigger shields the scutarius um uh, one of them is the mermillo and so yeah, this guy he, he's he, he's pretty he I think when a lot of people kind of visualize a gladiator, this is what they picture in their mind. So yeah, like this is the big, as Mark uh, so aptly described it, the big bendy rectangle shield. Um, uh, <laughs> had had an ornate helmet with like two little eye holes. Um, so so like vision was kind of limited here, but hey, like your head's pretty well well, well protected. Um, uh, so yeah, like big shield, helmet, and then yeah, his little stabbing sword. Um, and so and, and so yeah, again, if you were like just a big buff guy, I, I think probably Mark would like spec into a Mermillo <laughs> kind of thing here. Because you're just okay. You, I could see that. Yeah, you just get to throw your weight around, and people crash into your shield and um, over like that too. Um, the other, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the other uh, Scutarius kind of class. Well, uh, I guess maybe a couple of them. One is the Secutor, who we sort of alluded against, or, or who we alluded to before. Um, and, and this guy was even more armored than the Mermillo. So big shield, helmet with like little tiny eye holes, but then also had like this really kind of cool, um, yeah, like armor padding on his sword arm. Whereas mm-hmm. the Mermillo didn't have that. And then, again, some, like, Greaves and stuff like that. Um, and so this guy was, like, an even tankier version of, of that. Um, and, yeah, he would be paired up with, as, as you mentioned, uh, this uh, agile net fighter, the Retiarius, uh, who, who, who I'll mention in a little more detail soon. Uh, but the other sort of shout-out um, for the Scutarius class uh, is the Sam Knight which is like an earlier version of yeah i, I guess the mermillo and things like that so again like big shield um sort of sort of grieve sword um it, it's really interesting too to to count the number of gladiatorial sort of classes or types that are like yeah just named for different ethnic groups because yeah there's the thrikes there's a samnite okay um there, which, which, yeah, well, but like, that was the point. These are all like people that we have captured and right. conquered over, and so right. we're adopted. I'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah, like, like this, this is all their like fighting style. Yeah, we're yeah. adopting the. It's what I okay. So it's like how Rome used to roll. Like the cult of Rome would roll through and adopt gods. Like that's how you know. Yeah, and like so they just like picked up the entire Greek pantheon and said, "Hey, yeah, this is nah Jupiter. Yeah, he's what's up. He's always been what's up." The same way we just roll yeah. through and adopt your fighting styles. Rome is well, like and- the greatest cultural appropriator of all time and they were the first ones to do it so nobody could get mad at them for it i think yeah you are exactly right you're precisely right there um and then also 
um, there, there, there was the Gaulus uh, gladiator, which literally just meant like a dude from Gaul. So you were talking about Caesar yeah. Okay. Yeah, going around, which he was just, and I think the, yeah, Ridley Scott gladiator depicts. Um, so, and the, the other sort of like kind of interesting historical note about the Samnite um, is, yes, yeah, so like in the early kind of iterations of these gladiatorial games, there was the Samnite, um, like Mark was saying, because, um, yeah, they were, these people were, were conquered and then slowly assimilated, integrated. Um, and so then when they were all buddy buddies with the Romans, they're like, okay, yeah, we can't like have this be a separate kind of class anymore. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like phase out the Sam Knight gladiator. Um, but also that just kind of makes me wonder, uh, and, and if either of you, and I'm sure you have, uh, have watched the Netflix series Glow, the glamorous ladies of wrestling, and like how all of those yes. personas are like pretty bad stereotypes of various <laughs> ethnic and cultural groups. I can't help but wonder if that was... What are you talking about? Welfare Queen is not a, at all no. a bad stereotype. What are you talking about? Or the, or the, mad, the mad bomber Iranian girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, or or the Mexicals and Chavo Guerrero, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't. So one fuck night, Chavo. Cook <laughs> a crossover. Fuck Chavo. Yeah, one 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 kind of wonders if maybe there was a similar kind of uh, vibe going on. Uh, but but anyway, anyway, okay. So so like those were the two. <laughs> yeah, so some of the big two divisions were like your shield. You have a small shield or a or a large one. Uh, but then there were all sorts of other. There were all sorts of other, I guess, sort of like specialty classes. So there was the Kestis, for instance, um, who just had these like giant gauntlets who would beat the shit out of people um, and like chase them down. Um, they're like death fists. Yeah, those right. are my favorite. The the yeah. open handed murder glove. Like, all right, well here's a ten pound <laughs> here's a ten pound brass knuckle. Go fuck that dude up. It's like done. Like. Sure, sure, sure. Have your little sword and shield. I don't know how to fight with a sword and shield, but I know how to punch a dude with like a bunch of like barbed wire taped to my hand, and I bet I can what? ruin his day. Like, <laughs> I love Kestai. Like, yeah, they're yeah. the fucking stinger. Like, yeah, they're the best. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I think they're never great. apologize for that. Um, there was also <laughs> the Retiarius, who we mentioned. This this guy who was like super lightly armored had like next to no armor but had a giant net and a trident and he would often get paired up with the secutor one of the big kind of bulky ones um and so the secutor whose name means something like he who pursues who who like follows after or chases after the retriarius would try to like throw his net over this guy and then stabby stab with the trident um th that was one there was also the laquiarius who was like a Retiarius, except he had a lasso. This motherfucker had a lasso and uh, oh God. would like try to hogtie people before stabbing him. Um, a few other kind of interesting ones. Uh, there were the Equus, the horsemen, of course. Sometimes you'd see like mm -hmm. cavalrymen in combat. The horse fuckers, yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, Esedarius was a chariot charioteers fighting in battle. And I think Johnny's going to talk some more about those guys too. Um, oh yeah. There is the uh, Veles, or I guess in the classical pronunciation, the Veles. Um, and this guy was also very lightly armed and he had a javelin. So he, but the Veles were kind of like the noobs. 
They were just like, oh, all right, uh, fresh meat, here's your javelin, now get in there. They, they, so they're kind of looked down on. Um, there's the... The, the, the gladiator, gladiator fodder, if you yes, will. Yes, yeah, the, the gladiator fodder. Um, there were the Sagittarius, uh, the archer, of course. Uh, one of my favorites, just how goofy this is. Um, there was one called the Caesar or Skisor. Um, and this guy had like, you know, right hand gladius. And then in his left hand, he had essentially like a, like a bronze or iron kind of mitt with a giant curved blade on it. (laughs) And then he would like chase you down. And, like, be, because the blade was curved, he could maybe, like, kind of hook and take your sword out and then still attack some. Like, I don't know. It's just goofy and dumb, and I love it. Um, uh, there was also the, uh, oh, here it is, where I just I just saw it. I just passed it. Um, yeah, there, there's also the Demacarius, and this guy was just dual-wielding swords. Um, and in the Spartacus TV series, that is what... The, that is the class that he is given, um, the D D Macarius. Um, so yeah, having having two swords and just going to town on people, um, and, and and yeah, the, I, there's so many cool ones. There's also some sort of like not entirely attested. We're not sure if these were really th- true ones. One of these was called the Andabata, which apparently means blindfolded. So this dude would be blindfolded and, oh, and give a sword and just kind of like playing the deadliest game of Marco Polo. Um. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and lest, lest you think, oh man, this, this sure sounds like a boys club. Uh, where's my female representation? Well, there were. There were gladiatrixes, gladiatrixes, uh, and there were lady gladiators who would sometimes go in there and scrap with each other. Um, so yeah, there's just, man, there's just so many cool things and cool, but also bearing in mind as Mark correctly pointed out, uh, these people, yeah, being like enslaved and made to fight against each other. Um, that's the not cool part, but all these different varieties and specializations. It's, it's interesting, shall I say? It's very, very interesting. Politics of the time. Are we not all enslaved in our own right? Like, I would rather go do battle with a set of fucking Kestai instead of, like, with Outlook. You know what I mean? (laughs) You were so quick to to praise Excel earlier, Mark. Yeah, I said Outlook. All of a sudden, someone's going to take it away from you, and you'll be like, oh, hell no. No, 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 I said Outlook, sir. Fuck Outlook. I would love to be able to go find my older chains. So, and I think I already kind of mentioned, like, I would be the... Retiarius, that that'd be me. Mark would probably be like a Mermillo or even a Secutor. Like, hey, two wizards podcast gladiator games. Um, we got we got already. Johnny, were, were were there any of those classes that intrigued you? Was like, yeah, I could take like a giant like curved scissor hand. Uh, <laughs> that sounds that sounds neat. Uh, I, I mean, in all honesty, I, I think just because of my size and my speed, I'd probably be closer to a Sam Knight. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, if I if I'm real, like if if I got to pick what I was, that's probably what it is. But in all in all honesty, I'm probably also gonna be like like just a Thracian, 
Yeah. Or a Retarius or something like that. When I'm one of the new guys. You're going to throw me out there and treat me as gladiator fodder, and I'm not going to know any better. Hopefully I'll at least get some something to drink before I go and die. Right. <laughs> so not ancient Rome stats, but right now stats. You walk into your bathroom and get teleported through time into a Ludus, and you got a <laughs> month to train. But it's you right now. Assuming that you're going to, you know, all the time travel rules apply oh, yeah. if you're not going to, you know, give everybody COVID in Rome and destroy the Roman Empire. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> standard rules apply. What class are you What class are you picking? Because mm. I'm going to go what, for... What um, class could I pick? Yeah, like, who are you going to pick? Because I'm going for, um... I'm going for a Hoplomarchus, man. Like, I'd be a foot and a half taller than every fucker out there. Stronger than everybody by at least two times, just bashing bitches with my shield, stabbing them with my spear, like oh, just. But I've also seen Captain America, so I know how to be an asshole and whip my shield like a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, yeah, I'm bringing, uh-huh. <laughs> like, and point. I think we're gonna get to this point in a minute here. But like, gladiatorial combat was essentially professional wrestling. I've yeah. watched enough professional wrestling to know how to win over a crowd. Let's do this. I'm picking, yeah, uh, shield and spear. What are you doing, Josh? What, if you could pick, like, what do you want to, like, you got to go win your freedom from yeah. Kaisar. How how do you win your freedom by besting all the bitches in the arena? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think I might. Oh, man, I, I, I just don't know. Like, because, like, a lot of it, too, is, like, as you do properly point out, like, it, it's not just your win- loss rate because hey if you lose one that's it but it is also like the crowd that you draw the excitement that you can build um and i can't help but think that like being that like having your head encased in these yeah like stuffy hard to see out of helmets i mean on the one hand it would help keep your your face pretty so that when you like take it off and like wave your golden locks around um yeah like you're a pretty boy like that but then Oh man, I don't know. I I think I th- I think I may want to I think I well cuz the other thing too is like typically speaking the the classes that had the less armor were the yeah, were the like scruffy like lower class. Oh, oh really? You're going to be a retiarius? What? Cuz you can't afford better e- equipment. Um I I don't know, man. I think I, I think I may just have to stay with the Retiarius here. I'm I'm, I'm gonna okay okay take the definitely quick enough for it. Yeah, well, yeah, and I also can't help but think being nearly and six you got and the reach tall. And... Exactly, I have the reach, um, and yeah, I rode in on that horse, and so I'm gonna take it home from the dance <laughs> that I rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> Set that whole home in a taxi. <laughs> Johnny, what do you want to be when you grow up? When I grow up, if I get to go and pick my class, I'm going to be Caesar, Mark. Let's be let's be honest here. You can't be Caesar. Caesar isn't a class. Damn tongue. <laughs> the hell it isn't. It's the it's the ruling class. No, no, no. Shame, shame. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll be the piss boy. <laughs> Either that or one of the Vestal Virgins eunuchs. 
Ooh, there we go. I think I'm going to be a stand-up philosophizer instead. Fuck gladiatorial <laughs> combat. Oh, a bullshit artist. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> Comicus. <laughs> Comicus, yeah. Well, this devolved into Mel Brooks bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gladiator types. How do they fucking work? Um, do we have anything else to say about classes before we cut? I No, I think, I think that's, I think that's a, a pretty good place to you. So. Okay. Johnny? <laughs> Anything, buddy? No, no, I'm solid solid on that one. (laughs) Right on. And we're back. Um, So, yeah, gladiators, all the different... But but also, how did we even get to this point, Mark? Like, like, what was the whole... Why are we doing this thing, this gladiator thing? Why? Because it was just just like, hey, we we have have an excess of... uh, yeah, enslaved people, and we've already filled up. Yeah, like, how, how did we even get to this point here? Yeah. Um, before I get into that, I have an update into my Wizard's Riton. I am now drinking a Red Rum Ale out of Estes Park Brewing, because it was the most violent beer that I could find. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Yes, it is. Also that. I'm so glad I can still get Red Rum down here. Like, I, I've had a good yeah, year of it. Do you guys have any updates to yours? Uh, no, I'm good still, job, I'm Johnny. Just, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still just sticking with my uh, my coffee here. So, alrighty, no, solid. Right on. Well, then let's talk about really quickly, and I'm gonna yada 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 a lot of shit here. But let's uh, talk about the history of the gladiatorial games. Our earliest evidence for the games. I'm just gonna keep calling it that. Uh, comes from Etruscan settlements in the north of Italy before the rise of Rome from accounts from Nicolaus of Damascus, who in AD 1 said that like man-on-man combat was staged by the Etruscans. There's also mm. evidence pointing that the word um, ludus is a Etruscan word, so they would have adopted that word from them, but there's a lack of physical evidence. However, in South Italy and Campania, uh, there's actual mosaics of men fighting with beasts and that's where we get sort of like our first like early origins of at least half of gladiator combat which we're going to get into a second here the first actual gladiatorial game was held for the funeral of decimus julius brutus by his sons in 246 bce at the forum borium in in sorry in 216 marcus lepidus's sons staged three days of games with 26 gladiator pairs so what we're doing early on is staging gladiator games as like a tribute, as like a a, mem- a, a memorial to a person who has passed? Uh, that's at least how. Right. That's at least how this started out in theory. The games were later moved to the Forum Romana to accommodate for more space. And we should note that Terence, the poet, he thought the games were cooler than drama of the time, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Here you have like Terence, the fucking poet, and he's bored by theater, and he's like, "Nah, I want to watch two dudes kill each other." Well, also, I, if I can kind of add add a little bit. Yeah, um, please, please. Theater, theater history-wise. So, like, whereas for Greek theater, with, like, the city Dionysia, it was like, ah, this is, like, the big event that we've, like, prepared an entire year around. This is the only thing we're doing. We're watching all these plays, blah, blah, blah. Um, Roman theater was very much the opposite insofar as, like, it was continually um, getting, like, 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 you had to, like, fight for your audience because sure a play was going on but there were also some like musicians happening at this festival and then some like 
like dance and maybe even some sort of gladiatorial games. And so maybe that's also Terrence being a little like, yeah, man, if it were up to me, I'd go watch some people beat the shit out of each other instead of <laughs> sitting around watching one of these plays. So yeah, you, you had to like vie for other attention and, and things like that too. Yeah, but. absolutely. Later on, the games became more of a means to sway political f- to sway political favor. So like you being okay. So again, we got to go back to slavery. You are up and coming in Rome. You have led a conquest that was successful. You made a shitload of money. How do you show people that you should be in charge? Well, you buy their love. Uh, Julius Caesar did this in uh, 65 BCE when he staged elaborate games, uh, but he did it under the guise of memorial for his father. His father had died 20 years before this, but he was just like, no, no, I'm not up for election. He totally was. But he's like, no, I'm doing this for my dad, (laughs) not to, you know, make you all love me. And hey, guess what? It totally fucking worked. Um, he fought uh, 320 pairs of gladiators in this series of games, which. I, so I go back and That's forth an a lot too. Insane amount of people. It's an insane amount, but like I don't have timelines for all of these. At the very end, we're gonna get into insane numbers of like month, multi-month-long games where like insane amounts of people fought and died, or like there was matches. So I oscillate between like. You have the big group matches, or, like, if these are really professional wrestlers, like Johnny, like, um, that one match that you and I watched, and it was, I think it was the I Quit match, and I, for, it was years ago, but it was, like, a 50-minute match of these two dudes beating the shit out of each other. I wonder how many, like, yeah, just to be at the, the, the stage manager for the games and go, like, okay, so we have Josh Eccles versus John LaMarcus. Uh, they're going to fight for an hour and a half, and then we got... Uh, Mark just stabbing a tiger in the face. That's probably going to take five minutes. Okay, go. <laughs> That's a squish That's match. That's a squish match. Yeah, like, I would be the squish match stabbing yeah. a tiger in the face. Uh, also, speaking of stabbing tigers in the face, I know what you're thinking. But, Mark, what about all the beasts? There's lots of beasts. We're going to open up all the beasts right now. Um, a second part of these games was a thing called venateones, or beast hunts. Um, these were live theater spectacle sacrifices to the gods like so whereas we would have you know like the the sacrificing to the gods in their individual temples and you burn it and the gods like you know snort the smoke and that's their sacrifice and they love you for it um we also have it live these were performed during festivals like the ludi floralis where deer and hares would be released in and then hunted in the circus maximus as this ritual evolved uh forests would be planted and more exotic game would be uh, imported to be hunted in the fake forest in the Circus Maximus as a form of entertainment, but also as, like, religious worship. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. So a big part of Rome, uh, with, the con- with the engine of conquest, was the parading of treasure. Uh, one of the most famous ones was Ptolemy II's parading of elephants. So this was the first time anybody in Rome had seen elephants, and they lost their collective shit. And eventually, this led to the first type of zoos, which were called vivariums. And they you would just bring shit from countries that you had conquered in, and people could come and look at them. Yeah, Josh, go ahead and pull up your uh, okay. Pliny quote. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Italy saw elephants for the first time in the war with King Pyrrhus and called them Lucan oxen because they were seen in Lucania, uh, 1280 BC. But Rome first saw them at a date five years later, in a triumph, 
and also a very large number that were captured from the Carthaginians in Sicily by the victory of the pontiff uh, Lucius Metellus, uh, 1252 BC. There were 142 of them, or by some accounts 140, because two elephants makes a big goddamn difference. Um, <laughs> All the elephants. And they had been brought over on rafts that Metellus uh, constructed by laying decks of rows on casks lashed together. Uh, Various records that they fought in the circus and were killed with javelins because it was not known what used to make of them, uh, as it had been decided not to keep them nor to present them to native kings. Lucius Piso says that they were merely led into the circus, and in order to increase the contempt felt for them, were driven all around by attendants carrying spears with a button on the point. The authorities, uh, who do not think they were killed, do not explain what was done with them afterwards. Yeah, right on. Um, Hmm. I also, yeah, thank you. Um, So, I want to point out, number one, um, he talks about marching the elephants over the uh, casks tied together. Right. He's, uh, I'm sorry, all I can think is, like, recreating that bridge, that land bridge uh, from the Persian Wars. But, like, so where that was, like, this monumental undertaking from Darius and then later to Xerxes or whatever, now it's so fucking rote, we're just bringing elephants back on it. Yeah. It's it's the novelty of, like, like Alexander Graham Bell, like, communicating, like, Watson, I need you in here now, to the three of us right now, whatever, 200-ish years later you know, multiple countries apart bullshitting on the phone. Like, it's it's that same leap in technology for me, and I love it. So these games were also a driving propaganda machine. It, it, it evolved into this. Like, after Caesar kind of started, like, buying people's love, um, really it also became a propaganda deal. After the defeat at the Battle of Cani, several Roman states like Capua, they seceded from Rome and defected into Carthage. So, in response to that, animals specifically from those regions and pe- prisoners of war from the Carthag- from these battlefields, they were brought to Rome to be executed, killed for, for hype, to, like, say, no, no, check it out, these guys ran off, so now we're going to kill them. After Caesar defeated Pompey at the Battle of Pharsalus, he brought uh, Thessalian bull jumping from Greece into the Roman, like, zeitgeist, and it became a popular sport. Josh, do you know what that Thessalian bull jumping is? Just to put you on the spot real quick. So if it's... I don't know if it's quite the same. Because um, this could be... It could be a reference to what... To this, like, yeah, kind of athletic event uh, that happened on the island of uh, Crete. In, like, what we call the Minoan civilization. And it was basically, like, sort of an early form of rodeo. Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, dudes would have a bull charging after them and we think what would happen is they would kind of like vault over like a gymnast on the pommel horse or something like um or, or yeah like doing the vault like bull would charge after them and then they like have to then the people would have to like jump maybe like grab the like horns and sort of like leap over them like that we think that's what it could be or could have been mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah, that's that's my understanding of what this whole yeah bull, bull jumping thing was. Uh, yeah, more or less, it was bulldogging without a horse, where you would run up to the bull as it's charging you, jump over it, and then like tackle it to the ground by like ripping its horns down. It 
damn. Shit was insane. And Caesar popularized this. And it was cool because this was like a non-violent form of the uh, the Natayone. It was just a neat thing. Again, the, 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 the cultural appropriation of the Roman Empire to like, but also show people this spectacle from Greece that I bet they'd never seen before. Like... Right. Yeah. It's such a like. It's such a two-edged sword of like how great and cool the, the you know the 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 Colosseum and the gladiatorial games were, versus the actual horror, of the gladiatorial games. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Execution by beast gained popularity in 167 BCE when Amelius Pallius condemned deserters to damnati de bestis, or death by elephant. We should point out that they didn't like killing elephants, apparently, because they thought that they were too human. They killed everything else. They massacred bears, lions and tigers and bears and baboons and jaguars and snakes. But they felt bad about killing elephants, which I think is... It's sweet, I guess? Um, At this point, I want to talk about the worst thing that I've ever heard in my fucking life. So, Johnny, go ahead and pull up your gladiator quote. And uh, Josh, this one, this yeah. is for you, good buddy. This oh, isn't. Boy, this is the worst execution I've ever heard of, and this is worse than our horrible ways to die in the ancient world executions. Like, this one takes the cake. Okay. Oh, this is this is number one thousand on a thousand ways to die. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> that Pasiphae was mated to the dictated bull. Believe we have seen it. The old time myth has won its warrant, and let. Not age-long eld, Caesar, marvel at itself. Whatever fame sings of, that the arena makes it real for thee. So what does that mean? Wow. Uh, it, it means he got fucked to death by a bull, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the woman. The woman did. Uh, that woman is the mother of the Minotaur. Or she, yeah. yes. That name. Give me that yeah. name. Uh, Pasiphae? Yep. The mother mm-hmm. of the Minotaur who fucked a bull and bore Ooh. the Minotaur. That was a form of execution that Marshall wrote about. Just, I, and people, and (laughs) that's insane. Okay. What's more insane is that this happened at a fucking full audience in front, like a full Coliseum audience. This happened. This was a thing that all these people watched and then they went home and goes, man, did you see that girl get fucked by that bull? Yeah. That was pretty weird, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Let's go tomorrow when they get fucked to death by chimpanzees. Woohoo. Like it's, um, which one's Kinky Kelly and which one's the stud? I mean, am I right? Animal erotica, you yeah. fucktard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caligula would pray... Pit- yeah, that's an insane... Sorry, oh. go ahead, go ahead. That's, that's an insane way to die. Yeah, I... Yeah. I've never... Because Josh and I did this episode, it was, and, and granted, it was never, like, comprehensive. Nothing we do is ever comprehensive. And I thought that I was, like, was pretty rugged in that episode and then i read that and i'm like what the fuck is happening um yeah um execution by beast got really big with caligula when he would just you know he just said whoops all everybody dies and instead of like allocating funds to um i forget what the i forget the story but so he was supposed to use funds to do something and instead he blamed christians on stealing the funds so he just had a bunch of people rounded up and eaten in the arena as a cheap form of execution as he embezzled the funds to build temples to himself to, like, fortify his glory. Mm. That, huh. Yeah, that sounds like Caligula, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, beastecution <laughs> would become so horrendous in the later years of the Roman Empire, like, especially as a means of, like, 
punishment against Christians because the Christians were an insane cult. And if they tried a little harder, maybe we could have gotten rid of them. But that's not the point because Jesus is the reason for the season. But in this case, uh, lions and snakes killed so many Christians in the arena. Execution specifically by lions and snakes killed so many Christians that it was reflected when the New Testament of the Bible was written some 70 years later to popularize the image of the devil as a snake and or a lion. Oh, man. Damn. Okay. There's that bit when Jesus talks about how your enemy is a devil and he comes as a roaring lion in the night. This is a direct reference to Christians being murdered by animals in the arena. Combatants between animals were also staged. I know I kind of got crazy on a whole animal thing. Like in seven or 78 BCE when elephants were made to fight bulls. But like I said, people didn't like this because elephants were intelligent and they felt sorry for them. Whereas, you know... Most other animals are just insane and hungry because we starve them for weeks before bringing them here. Elephants <laughs> aren't. Um, but by and large, literally nobody gave a shit about the cruelty that was exhibited during these Venationi. It was just a part of... It was no different than watching a woman get raped to death by a bull or selling 530,000 people on the spot to a slaver who was following you after you sacked their city. Um... The highest body counts for animals that I could find were a 120-day series of games hosted by Trajan after his conquest of Dacia. It saw 10,000 gladiator fights. Just That's just 10,000 gladiator fights. I don't have a kill count on gla gladiators, but we do have a kill count on animals with over 11,000 animals being killed during this series of games. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Emperors also, it's important to point out here, uh, would adopt the role of the Venator or Hunter, and they would slay the animals in stylized executions. This was also a political move, like a propaganda move, um, where they would, you know, I killed this lion. This lion represents, you know, the this northern kingdom in Africa. Haha, ha, it's dead. My reign is complete. Or you could be like Commodus, our favorite fucking dickhead of the Roman Empire, who you may remember erroneously from such films as Gladiator, where he was Commodus, a real person, but not the same one, doesn't matter, had sex. Um, he liked to walk around <laughs> ca elevated catwalks above animal pits wearing a lion's head cape because he fancied himself like Heracles, and he would reach down and spear animals in pits on these catwalks. This was Commodus showing how what a big man he was by literally shooting fish in a barrel. Swinging that dick Swinging around. Swinging that yeah. dick around. But yeah. that is the origin of the gladiatorial games in Rome, along with beast hunts. Oh my god, somebody else talk. Yeah, no, so on the theme of games, we're going to continue on to uh, the other very well-known subject. Uh, and what is that, gentlemen? Chariot racing. Uh, cha chariot racing. The the chariot races of old uh, takes place at the now famous and then famous Circus Maximus. Sorry, guys, my uh, my banter is not as good as it used to be. So, I'm going to give you guys uh, a little, just a little bit of background about kind of what the chariot races consisted of. Some of uh, like uh, basically how you would equate them to modern day terms, um, and then like some notable things about it. Uh, so I've got here, the average chariot race was about five to seven laps. 
and insanely dangerous. So, um, like, they did it intentionally. Like, seven was the average, but on occasion it was five. There was one instance specifically where it was even less than that because the more, the less laps you had, the more races you could do throughout the day. Right. Um, it's kind of like the gladiator fights. The more you can shove into one full day, the more happy people are going to be. They can go home and say, oh, shit, I saw, like, eight dudes get trampled to death today. That was a good day. Um, so they, the average was, the like, five to seven laps or so. Um, and no, notoriously, like, it, it's... Well, not notoriously. Uh, consistently, like, the biggest and most uh, well-known... Uh, formations were the four horse chariot races. So you would have four horses leading one guy, uh, most often a slave, and most often just some guy that happened to be good with horses behind on a chariot, and you would just basically do a rotate around your turn seven times. Um, and, uh, and you know you'd have your winners, you'd have your losers, you'd have your guys that just like basically got their their shit rocked and died in the middle of the race. Uh, it's a very real thing, technically. Chariot people have died in chariot races all the way up to the 1950s. Is that, a, is that a bad joke? Is that a is that a joke made in poor taste? I don't know, but I've never been heard it before, so it's all good with me, buddy. <laughs> I've been her and done that. Um, oh, you win, you win. <laughs> um, so the chariot drivers themselves were not credited with their wins. I have one specific guy who was credited, but he didn't get to collect his winnings. But traditionally, they were not credited with their wins. So if I if I may quote the uh, the fantastic Bill DeBetrove, I could be a points leader too if my daddy bought me a quarter midget car. There was a lot of people that liked watching chariots um, and thought they could do it, but didn't really actually want to step in because it was incredibly fucking dangerous. Okay. But it formed what we now know as, as kind of like NASCAR teams. Uh, we, you had these collectives of people that would come together and they would sponsor multiple drivers. So that way they would, they would win the purse at the end of the day. Even if their one guy didn't win, you'd have three or four more that can. 416 BC, there was an Athenian general, Alcibiades. And he was he had seven chariots in a single race. He came in first, second, fourth, and <laughs> he, he obviously he couldn't have been racing, wrestling, could not have been racing them all himself. But right. like he had sponsored that was pretty them. common practice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he was their yeah their big the big sponsor, and the the Roman Empire, the specifically the Byzantine era, um, they had different racing factions that you could go and and there was four large teams. So there were the the reds, the whites, the greens, and the blues, and they were all representative of something. So the red team was representative of Mars, the white was representative of Zephyr, the greens was Mother Earth, and the blues were sky and sea. Or uh, I think it said even um, fall and winter, like autumn and winter. Um, so you had these different factions and different teams and all this other stuff. The way I kind of equated it to modern NASCAR stuff, because... I don't, you guys probably don't follow a lot of NASCAR. <laughs> Most people don't follow a lot of NASCAR that we talk to, but who knows? Maybe that's some of our that's why do. you're here. You're filling, you are, <laughs> you are the, the seeker, the one who pursues and me and Josh are the ready Arias. We like nailed this thing down, but you're going to go stab <laughs> it in the throat because we don't know dick about NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but like to kind of equate it, the top two most winning uh, teams in NASCAR history are Hendrick Motorsports and Petty Enterprises. They have like b between them over 500 wins. 
And this is since NASCAR was developed in like the 30s, 40s, I want to say. Um, so like these are guys that consistently put up teams like Hendrick Motorsports won this year. They won the Cup Series this year with one of their like four drivers because they always sponsor more than one. Mm -hmm. So even into the modern day, we've taken a lot of these concepts and kind of just applied it um, with a couple of exceptions in the chariot races, unless you were a slave and you were forced to, to be it, there were, there were no women allowed. So Danica Patrick has to go back to being a Vestal Virgin and doesn't get to be a race car driver just because everybody says she can. Um, oh, that's awesome. Hot takes from Johnny. I, I, I specific <laughs> hot takes. Um, I, I've got some high opinions here, guys. Uh, so if you wanted a shorter lap, the way I can equate this to is um, you're both familiar with Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. how, how bad did it screw with you? Because for me, it screwed with me kind of big. I'm playing Mario Kart 8, and everything's going hot, fine, dandy. I'm doing fantastic. And then I get thrown into Baby Park, where oh, instead yeah. of the standard three laps, now you have to do like 15 or 10 or something like that. It's oh, wow. some obscene amount of like tiny laps. And it always throws me off. So like to me, that was that was like, oh, okay. This is how I can equate the shorter lap times because it's the same length, but you're just going shorter laps. Okay. Um, okay. Questions for you guys. Yep. When you think of NASCAR, what's the first name that comes to your head? Like first driver, first anybody. I mean, I don't well, want to so, say so... Jeff Gordon, but Jeff Gordon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm going to maybe go a little more old school and say Dale, Dale Earnhardt and then Junior. Okay. And also Dick okay. Trickle, because so, Dick Trickle. <laughs> <laughs> so I have in here also Dale Earnhardt. Um, and, and really, I mean, most of your guys that were chariot racers, they're flash in the pan. They don't get the notoriety that a Dale Earnhardt or a Jeff Gordon has. Now, if you guys could think of a greatest of all time, you're not big NASCAR people, but can you think of anybody other than the one you named? Because I can. Uh, Petty? Uh, Mario yeah, Andretti? Um... Well, he was he was something. Mario Andretti was F one. Well, I know, he was yeah, not whatever. It's Italians driving cars, whatever. Yeah, but it's still guys driving cars <laughs> fast. Yeah, I, but Ricky I Bobby, NASCAR, I guess. Really, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, uh, how about Richard Petty? Yeah, Petty. Yeah, of the yeah. aforementioned Petty yeah, Enterprises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petty. I thought his name was Kyle. I'm yes. sorry. He is the. <laughs> no, he is he is the greatest uh -huh. of all time, or the goats, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the greatest of all ancient time, or. Go Oats, if you if you will, <laughs> and I will. Thank you. Uh, was uh, was a guy uh, named Gaius Apuleius Diocles. Uh, he was born in 104 and died sometime after 146 A.D. Uh, he was a Roman charioteer. This is all coming from um, Wikipedia, by the way. So if if it's screwed up, go yell at the editors. Yeah. Uh, so. His existence and career are attested by two highly detailed contemporary inscriptions that a lot of modern historians have used to help reconstruct how he raced because he was such a big figure here. But he has been described as probably the highest paid athlete in history. Oh, technically. Okay. Now, he won all of this money, but he himself didn't get to keep almost any of it because he was the racer, not the guy who sponsored it. Oh, man. He was yeah. the intern. So he was the intern. So if, if we're just, we're going to, we're going to play a, a little game here. If you guys, what would you consider rich in the, in the Roman era? If you had to equate it in, in 
American current now dollars? Would a million dollars make you rich in ancient Rome? Uh, I mean, I would, I would think, yeah. I, I, I feel like a million bucks is a million bucks in any culture and civilization. Like, it's so much money sure. that you and I can't really understand it, but we can have a grasp of it. So, like, yeah, here's a million billion denarii. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, yeah, I'd say a million, sure. I'd say a million is so, rich. Yeah. So, average, average living wage is two and a half denarii. Okay. That's how much somebody gets paid on a, on a, per day in ancient Rome. At least that's according to the site that I found. That's about how much you get paid per day. Or we'll say 10 sesteries. Yeah. Sesteries, I think. Yeah. Yeah, So 10 sesteries. Give or take, uh, a sesteries is, or let's see, what did I have here? Uh, About $2.60 is how much you would pay-ish for one denarii nowadays. So if I if I do some quick math here, two dollars and sixty cents per one denarii means if you had a million denarii, you've got two point six million dollars. That's pretty. That's pretty damn rich, right? Uh, yeah, with inflation. Yeah, absolutely. In this economy, Johnny. In this right? economy. In this economy. <laughs> okay, to give you an idea over his twenty-five year uh, chariot career, Gaius Diocles had a lifetime winning. Of thirty-five million eight hundred and sixty-three thousand one hundred and twenty sesteries. What? The Holy fuck? cow! Holy cow! If you converted it to now money, but back then it is over, just over three hundred and eighty million dollars. That's wild! Wow! That's <laughs> one so guy. Wild. One guy made all of that money. And he didn't why see he is still really any of it. Two thousand years later. And he, he saw very little of it. Now, he his name is known in history. He is, he's known enough to make his way onto Wikipedia as about the only memorable charioteer out there. But... What, Johnny, would you say I that, that was he was allowed to keep a half of a half of a percent of his winnings? <laughs> a half of a half of a percent. That's better than some army barbers I know, man. It's better than I tip my barber. Um, so, like... This, this I can I can honestly and genuinely see if a million dollars makes you a, a rich motherfucker back in ancient times, then three hundred and eighty million dollars makes you tantamount to Caesar in twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, this guy raced for three of the four different teams. He had a falling out with I think the green team halfway through his career, and then ended up on the, the I think the red team for the the duration for like almost eighteen years retired and then died within two years of retirement jesus crazy that's so crazy yeah um but some average prizes that you could get uh it's it's said that you could get uh up to 140 ceramic pots of olive oil if you won a chariot race like that was tended to be like the grand prize they would give you pots of good commodities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i mean that equates to Close to fifteen grand if you won the race in nowadays money. I did some. I did some That's math. Pretty here. good, right? Like what? Is, um, what do NASCAR drivers make? I don't know yeah. what NASCAR drivers make, but I feel like fifteen grand for <laughs> driving in a circle th- for three hours is pretty good money. So you've got forty cars that field a NASCAR race, and the lowest guy still gets paid, uh, but he only gets paid about like if you if you get dead last, you only get about ten grand. Oh wow! Oh wow! Now, Only dead win, last, and I get one third of my fucking gross income. Okay, oh, poor fella. How does he do it? 
<laughs> if you uh, if you are the winner of a race on average, now this is obviously an average here, um, average forty seven thousand dollars for winning the race. Now, mind you, there's a race every Sunday mm-hmm. in the, in their Cup Series, and there's multiple stages. If you win the Cup Series championship, the purse overall for you and your entire team is over ten million. That was this year's Cup Jeez. Series uh, purse. What's the team? Ten guys? Like pit crew, driver, spotter? What is, what is all that? Like average of how many guys? <laughs> you, I mean, you've got your sponsors and all this other stuff. You also have to remember that that these guys just like uh, occasionally go. Um, go radical and just smash the shit out of their cars for no reason. And these are $300,000 vehicles, but like, yeah, you, you, you've got just the winner's purse. It, it makes up like if you can win the cup series, you're paying for cars for like two years. You don't have to pay for a damn cent. That is wild. I- anyway, sorry, back at the ranch, but, but so, okay, this guy, wow. <laughs> so yeah, he, he made an insane, insane amount of, of money. Um, I think that the Wikipedia article stated that he had won close to a thousand chariot races at, t- at his time of retirement. Wow. That's crazy. crazy and had, crazy. had placed in the top three in almost 3,000 races. The fact that the guy was still alive after 3,000 races is, is something to talk about. I mean, about. that. And um, how, do you have a like, number yeah. of years this guy's career span? Do you know what I mean? 25. So 25. Oh, yeah. So 3, they said he's 000, 25. He only raced for 25 3, years. 3,000 races over 25. Okay, sorry. Let's do some quick math again. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm hung up on this is, like, one of the most dangerous things you can do. So that's 100. Yeah. Okay. That's 120 races a year. Figure, what, 10-month Roman calendar. That's One every three days? Yeah, one every three days. Holy shit. Holy shit. For 25 years. Okay, so, but also, this guy only had to work probably a six-day shift, three days a week for 25 years. Fuck this man. He didn't earn his money. Fuck him. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Putting it in context. So, guys, Gaius Apuleius Diocles, he is he is the shit. Um, if you want to equate it to points, which I, I've i never understood or really enjoyed NASCAR until I equated it to Mario Kart, because then the point system at the end of every match made sense to me. Every racer gets a point based on where you finish the race, and that's how you decide who gets into the, the playoffs, quote-unquote playoffs, of the Cup Series at the end of the year. So this guy, Gaius, is basically rocking in 40 points every goddamn time he wins a race, He's going to be the all-time points leader for years and years and years. He's probably still the, the highest points leader and will be forever. Like, ever, right? Yeah. Like, in history, he will be the highest... Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's... Chariots are badass, guys. You're just going to go. You're going to race incredibly fast, incredibly dangerous situations, multiple times a day sometimes, as long as your horses don't give out. And what you're going to take home? Ceramic pots of olive oil and bitches. I mean, really, what else do we need in life? Yeah. (laughs) I need oil and I need bitches. That's about it. (laughs) More oil, more bitches. That's that's my piece. I figure it's... Hopefully we can end games on that... that thing we can talk about a little bit more highbrow stuff here i know josh you got something to say about uh architecture well i mean i i don't don't know if it's it's not for me to say what is what is highbrow and not when we're talking about (laughs) sort of thing but i i mean i just spent 20 minutes talking to you about nascar it's going to be hard for me to sell it as highbrow well but but then again like these dudes yeah they were they were like 
maybe not NASCAR. Maybe not NASCAR. But yeah, they were like <laughs> the NFL quarterbacks. They were the uh, LeBron Jameses. They were the baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they were the big, huge sports, yeah. sports celebrity of the day. Um, and, and before I forget, I, I almost forgot, like, everybody's got their, their hated gladiators and stuff and their hated charioteer racers. And according to uh, the NASCAR fan that's currently visiting me from the States that's in my house right now, uh, uh, NASCAR's is Joey Logano. And, quote, he is an arrogant asshole. He does dick moves to elevate his ranking. End quote. Uh, <laughs> speaking off off the mic, obviously, because you can't keep this in there. That was my mother who said that. And it makes me really happy. I, it's got to stay in at this point. She straight up used the word dick no, move. No, it's yeah, got to stay in. You might have to. Mom's you using dick move. Got to <laughs> stay in. It's just what happens. It's a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be nice. She works for the government, Mark. Don't get her fired. You know, I'm confident in saying that nobody who hears this has any sway in the government. <laughs> this is, yeah. Oh, but anyway, we all got to go back to being races, fucking guys. field plebeians tomorrow morning, so. Yeah. yeah Fair. Yeah. No, we got, we got, we're, we're totally fine here. But, um, Thank but you, yeah, Johnny. So that was I great, think, yeah. No, that was great. That was great. And, and also, with the risk and danger... Uh, as well as their popularity, yeah, I think chariot racing um, absolutely goes goes along with like broader gladiatorial kind of things. Because because I'm sure there was some like underhandedness and like yeah, you're whipping your horses, maybe oh, yeah. you're you're whipping like the other one of the other drivers. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't squeaky clean like that. Agaius was known for his specific method of lollygagging and waiting till the, the basically the last lap and a half. Like he intentionally was, he would like ride his horses lighter until the last lap and a half, and then would just wail on them and overtake everybody else at the last lap. Uh, interesting. Okay, so was, yeah, like so, sand, yeah, yeah, like sandbagging it a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. It's, it's stutter step. Can yeah, I be exactly? <laughs> can I really quick just uh, shout out? Um, like Johnny, you were talking about like the teams categorizing the colors. There is a major revolt of. Yeah. Um, uh, so like it was so. During so in Byzantine era Rome, uh, there was a revolt that took place, and I want to say it was the uh, the Greens. They revolted against uh, Justinian, and so like mm, okay. these guys had enough sway in the government that they could like stage an actual revolt in the capital. Um, it ended with Justinian marching troops into the Circus Maximus and murdering everybody who was dissenting because their like headquarters was the Circus Maximus, but like. Eventually, right. in Rome, these guys had so much pull that, like, they were fucking staging rebellions and coups. With it would be like if Packers fans decided to go pull a January sixth. Like, it's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then like to to, to double down, but like do to it. double down, then like so so Biden would send troops into Lambeau Stadium to go massacre everybody in the stadium, like. Shit got insane. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there really quick. Right. No, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah these yeah, things are totally these games are such a like I I important and an instilled part of like Roman culture. Like you literally cannot separate the games from Rome. And I think to a closer again, a, the, the closer approximation of you cannot separate um Rome from America and like just the like same like beats that we're all hitting. You know what I mean? And, and I think we're we are ultimately kind of arriving at like, okay, so where did these things take place, right? Like if you're going to yes. have 
there's yeah, all if, the if history. You're going to have these like e- enormous. Yeah, yeah. There's all this history. If you're going to have all these like major contests, well, yeah, like you need a place for that. You can't just like post up and like, all right, everybody, let's go to Greg's house and in his backyard, right? To like do like the backyard <laughs> WWE. Like, no, like you got. Yeah, maybe, you need something. Per, you need something per, like professional. Like, yeah, like like, like professional. It's got to be there built. for a while. Can accommodate all these large crowds, and so yeah, I think just kind of briefly, I, I might I might go through some of these some of these um, venues. Uh, well, I guess what probably most comes to mind, or again, sort of like first comes to mind, talking about like Roman gladiatorial combat, is this building uh, that has survived for yeah almost two thousand years uh, that that we kind of know as the Colosseum. Uh, which was yes built in Rome, um, in in and around yeah first century A.D. Uh, C.E. if you will, um, and yeah this thing, man, you was talking about like engineering marvels and stuff. Like I just can't. I I know this is a common sort of theme with the Two Wizards podcast, like Paula Tadena. Uh, engineers Tadena, uh, just and, and, and even specifically like yeah like Roman engineers Tadena because holy cow so yes while earlier gladiatorial combats would have been in like okay here's like little here's like a temporary uh, kind of venue we'll like put up some fencing around there um, or hey when the Romans did eventually conquer Greece like oh these like beautiful uh, Greek theaters where they would have these plays, but never show violence. Um, well, we'll just like put up a little half wall, and we'll have our gladiatorial combats there. Um, okay. uh, or, or, or yeah, or or build new theaters in the sort of Greek style, but with the retaining walls and things like that, so we could do our do our uh, fights there. We can hold hold our, our fights there. Um, but yes, to talk about the Colosseum, I think is where is what we got to do. Uh, but specifically, the Colosseum was something that, like we we later called it, or or it earned this name a, l- a little bit later. And who do we have to thank for? Uh, it, it it was just called the Amphitheatrum, like the amphitheater, um, <laughs> and uh, and it was built. It was built, yeah, uh, during some of the Flavian emperors. So it's also known as the Flavian am- am- Amphitheater. But it was just originally called the Amphitheater. But how it got its name of Colosseum is, you guessed it, our favorite, like, terrible Roman emperor, uh, Nero. He mm. had a giant statue made of himself uh, out of bronze and, like, placed by the Amphitheater... Uh, what is what do we call a giant statue? A colossus, and so then this thing, this building, this amphitheater was eventually known as the Colosseum. Oh shit! But it also just means the yeah, like giant or huge anyway. Um, so but okay, but whatever. So yeah, That's the, so cool. Like it means the yeah, giant or really the cool. huge. None of this like fucking like Lambo Field or Sports Authority Center, AT and T digital track. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at stadium names, but just call it. It's just called the Colossal. It's the biggest fucking piece of architecture yeah, most of big. you idiots will ever see. It's called the Colossal. We're gonna leave it at that. Fucking yeah. a Nero. Thanks. Like that's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Think... Like <laughs> that's no, so yeah, great. It, it is. And so uh, and, and so yeah. So um, 
after Nero kind of had his fall from grace, uh, and people after him were sort of left to left to pick up pick up the pieces. Um, even though his statue wasn't there anymore, the area was still known as like yeah the area of the Colosseum. And so then, um, so 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 yeah the the emperors afterwards were deciding like oh okay look we got to like do some PR we got to like tell people hey actually having emperors is still a good thing let's like kind of do some like yeah massaging a popular opinion and so they so they did they 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 started uh they found this flat area uh there in rome between the calian uh, esquiline and palatine hills and they decided like ah yes hey this area wouldn't you know has been like completely like cleaned up after the great fire of rome <laughs> that nero kind of directly or indirectly caused let's let, let, let's build it here um <laughs> they also josh you also need to point out they had their entertainment complex already set up and established so they could True. build the right. coliseum wonder yeah 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 right yeah yeah exactly yeah and, and get those sweet adjacency bonuses for amenities um <laughs> so so the construction uh began and was undertaken by uh, Jewish slaves after the first Jewish-Roman War um, and and in the siege of Jerusalem. So those were the people who were who were actually doing the heavy lifting. Interesting. And so the Emperor uh, Vespasian started uh, uh, oversaw the, the the start of construction, and then he died in seventy nine. So that so it started in like seventy or seventy two uh, CE. Uh, he died in 79, and so then his son Titus um, uh, saw the completion of it uh, in 80, and then it, uh, so it's, yeah, like roughly like 10, 10 years or so. Uh, okay. And this thing is again massive; it's colossal. Uh, there are three tiers. There, there are three kind of levels of, of seating there, um, and much kind of like today, the wealthier, uh, more high status. Um, Roman citizens had the they, they they weren't ground level they weren't courtside seats but they were the equivalent of that um, there was like a ten foot wall uh, between the, the the pit and the first level of seats and so that's where the wealthy could afford to 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 sit to to see and to be seen uh, then the mm. second tier was like again sort of like the up and coming the aspiring classes. Um, and then, right in the very top, in, in the nosebleed sec- section, were the lower classes—the the people who could just barely like scrape enough money together um, to go to go watch. Uh, the, uh, the yeah, the estimated uh, capacity for this venue is we think something like eighty thousand people, <laughs> which wow, again, is just unreal. So here at again, here yeah, in Columbus like, at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here in Columbus at the Ohio State University, we have we have Ohio Stadium, um, uh, lovingly referred to as the Horseshoe because it horseshoe? kind of was first built in a horseshoe shape. Um, any guesses as to like what that capacity? Is? And coincidentally enough, it's the you mentioned this it, was the hundredth year. Bad for not knowing. Oh no, it's it's okay. We we, we actually are seeing the centennial. Of Ohio Stadium, it was built a hundred years ago. So hooray, hooray for that oh, too! Wow. But yeah, like any guesses as to what that capacity is now? This modern 20, 20th century uh, stadium. 
Any guesses as to what that capacity is? I would is? guess I would guess close to 60? 60, 60,000? 60, it's like 106. It's like 106,000. Oh so like Okay. This again made out of like concrete and steel is only what like 10%, 20% more than uh what the Colosseum could could house. It's it blows my mind. It blows my mind that this like truly engineering marvel here. Um yeah. the 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 columns of these like different tiers also sort of went up. So like on the first first level of the Colosseum were the Tuscan um columns, which was the sort of Roman take on the Doric. Then on the second level were Ionic columns, and then at the third and top were the Corinthian style order. Um uh, so it's just, ah, man, I'm, I'm just gushing. I'm gushing here. Gosh, um, baby. Gu- no, this, this is where my head exploded. And this, that, that's why I was like, you know what? Josh can handle this. Cause Josh, Josh is better at like the Pola to Dana moments of shit. Like you're just better at handling can, that. I'm good at like 53,000 people were sort of slaves. Least. You're good at like, look at the beauty of humanity. We're all, we're all part of this wonderful experiment. We made the Coliseum with ha ha. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I or at least I can like endeavor to to do to do something like that. Interior, the the field if you will. Um so it's an oval shape. Um roughly like 287 feet uh by 180 feet. So okay. A, a small a small football field. Not quite football field size. Just shy um, therein. But yeah. still yeah, just shy, just just a little, a uh, little Which shorter. Is still the a width lot of space. is pretty close. Like, it's a lot of damn space. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, of damn space. A lot of room for activities. Right, and some of those activities, of course, being the gladiatorial fights, uh, the animal hunts that Mark was talking about too. Um, right, and also this very interesting sort of take that we we again we haven't even talked about. Um, but this is something called Naumachia, yes. which means yes. naval battles, naval battles. Okay. In the Colosseum, as well as some other places too. It wasn't just in the Colosseum. Um, during certain occasions, uh, they would pump water into the Colosseum uh, with their like 10 to 15 foot high re- re- retaining walls. Pump water in there and yeah, have like naval battle reenactments. Uh, they bring in whole ass triremes and have people duke it out. <laughs> but it's but it's whole ass triremes. Like they they are okay. They're fl- right. I'm sorry. This is where my head exploded. Like because I knew about this shit. Like oh yeah, they famously recreated the Battle of Salamis. And I guess I always knew back burner what the Battle of Salamis went meant. Now Josh, in two and a half years of fucking doing two wizards, we've talked a ton about like ancient battles, um, Battle of Salamis in particular. And you get an appreciation for the true scale and stupidity of staging these things. Yeah. Like, not stupid, <laughs> excess. Katy Perryan concert levels of excess yes. in staging these events. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is that that is precisely it. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the excess, the glory, the splendor that Rome has in order to, yeah, do this type of thing. And now granted, there there were earlier now Machia uh that did not necessarily happen within um, an amphitheater like, like, like this. 
Um, some of the first ones, they would just sort of like dig, dig out like a sort of artificial harbor or an artificial lake and have people sit on like the hillside and like see the see the naval battles uh, take place over there, which which Caesar did. Uh, yeah, Caesar hosted a couple. Um, uh, now Machia Nero also hosted some again. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when the when the Colosseum did open um, in 80 uh, CE, uh, yeah, there were there were two. There were two Naumachia that we, we think, we're pretty sure uh, we, we think we're in there. Um, but wait a second, Josh, I may hear you say. Um, wait, I, I've seen pictures of the Colosseum now, and it has these like ornate, intricate, like basement structures with like passages and hallways and even like elevators elevators and, and, and things. How how could they right. possibly like flood the Colosseum with with all that with, with all that architecture underneath? Well astute listener, you are absolutely correct. There is all this like kind of basement um uh yeah yeah, yeah. our architecture and engineering going on. That happened after the Naumachia. Yeah. So yeah. it was so it, okay. it, it was just like solid earth, flood, have some naval battles. Hey, after some time, we're realizing like our some of our um, needs uh, to to maintain some of this spectacle and art. Um, man, it'd be really nice to like have some like underground passages and stuff. Um, and they came in afterwards. This also blows my goddamn mind. So this did thing they, was built. Did they, did they improve the space? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like, again, like having an enormous building and then afterwards going in and making a basement. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Because like. Right. And just hoping, just hoping that all your engineering is right and that thing's not going to fall in on itself. Well, yeah, but that was, like, that was a so, part of like earlier too, was like they used to, during the Venet the Venationes, they would store later on, they would store animals in, um, in the basement of the arena. And there was this big deal for a while. Where like, well, they didn't really kill this many animals. And then we realized like, Oh no, this was, this shit was built in stages. So yeah. Like Josh is saying, like, then they fucking added the basement. Yeah. It's great. Sorry. Keep going, buddy. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I got too. Well, no, no. Uh, so what, well- so, so we are, as, as I mentioned, uh, we we are getting a new theater building built here on campus, and and I and I and I've seen this. I've seen this thing when I first started coming to school here in, in 2017. The area where the new theater building is going now, it was this nice little green space. It had some old trees and some walk paths. So it's sad that we had to lose that green space. Uh, but I saw them. I saw them like bringing the excavators in and like installing cranes. To move things around, and yeah, they had to dig like twenty feet down to get the like basement ground floor uh, that, that that foundation going. And so that also just kind of blows my mind. Like, okay, hey, we 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 built this new theater. Um, all was great. Oh shoot! Um, actually, having yeah, like a trap door for the stage would be nice. Let's like <laughs> keep the building standing, going afterwards, and like excavate <laughs> a basement. It, it's unreal. It's very, very silly. And and yes, I know it's not quite the same as all that. Um, but yeah, so the... the power of but it is. It's the same truly, thing, just different. Truly. Like 2,000 years later, and they did it better than yeah. like 
the Ohio State is going to dig their little trapdoor pit. Like, the Romans did it better. Yeah. Like, hashtag Romans did it, and they did it <laughs> better than we'll probably ever do it. When's the last time? Okay, okay, so just, like, we don't see Namakia now in, in 2022. We don't see Namakia. How cool would it be to see, like, a, a, a one-quarter or a one-eighth, like, scale representation of the Battle of, like, Midway a la Namakia at fucking... Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like it, you, you know, ice capades but violent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, so, yeah. So, so again, there were there were all sorts of elevators uh, in the uh, hippogium, literally like the underground place, uh, underground room, whatever. Um, so yeah, they, they had like elevators to, to like bring bring uh, all these animals and and uh, other mechanism and things right. Like if you're having these chariot races, hey, maybe there's some I don't know, storage or not chariot races, chariot battles. Um, there's so yeah, just just unreal. The the uh, yeah the the construction and then if that weren't enough, if that weren't enough, um, so this is an open air space. And the Mediterranean climate uh, can get pretty toasty, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've I'm I, I've been to a couple of football games at Ohio Stadium, um, one of which like during the middle of the day, people were like getting heat stroke, and like there were several ambulances like at hand to help cart these sixty-year-old alumni who've been drinking nothing but Bud Light all day, and then <laughs> like. <laughs> sweltering in the midwest heat wouldn't you know it here's here's even like an improvement uh at least in in this regard because there was also a element of the coliseum called the velarium and this was a giant awning that could shade um most of not 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 all but could shade most of the seating area Shading um, and the seating again, area while keeping like the main stage, so to speak, lit. Like, yeah. So, so it would <laughs> extend about a third in this oval. It could go about a third of the way in. Again, just like ropes and pulleys and all that. Uh, and just the way that like the thermal dynamics of the space worked, um, bringing the valerium in uh, actually helped create like an updraft, like a chimney. So, like, the cooler air at the ground would get drawn in, and then the hotter air would escape up through this essential, like, essentially, like, chimney and would help provide some ventilation and, like, air circulation, too. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing, these guys. It's these fucking Romans. nuts. Like, just the level of engineering <laughs> on it, like, what, they had, um, yeah. they, so, like, the, the, the fly system for that, they crewed it with, like, sailors. Because the system was right, so advanced, yeah, yeah, like, like so, they crewed that mm-hmm. fly system with sailors, and they just adopted the same. I, I just go back to like our all three of us, like days on, you know, like hanging electric one or whatever, and like counterweighting and all this yeah. shit. And it took like four of us to dumbly throw around weights and okay, here we go. But 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 then you have this shit, and you have crews of dudes fucking opening and closing the 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 ceiling of an arena, like without yeah. you know without advent of of um you know headset communication, like all right, ready, drape one, drape one, ready, all right, drape one, go, like without that advent, and they just did it, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> I I have an erection, like <laughs> this shit amazes me, it just. <laughs> 
We were so cool. Yeah, we used truly. to be a proper society. I guess my point is that Rome was the best society, and now I'm turning into a Jordan Peterson stan. Fuck. Um, <laughs> shit. Well, so, so that's supposed to admit that. Yeah, Josh, you want to well, read I that mean, Beculus, about the Colosseum? Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, uh, this is from Calpurnius Seculus. I saw a theater that rose skyward on interwoven beams and almost looked down on the summit of the Capitoline. Passing up the steps and slopes of gentle incline, we came to the seats where in dingy garments the baser sort viewed the show close to the women's benches. For the uncovered parts, exposed beneath the open sky, were thronged by knights or white-robed tribunes. Just as the valley here expands into a wide circuit, and winding at the side, with sloping force background all around, stretches its concave curve amid the unbroken chain of hills, so there the sweep of the amphitheater encircles the level ground, and the oval in the middle is bound by twin piles of building. Why should I now relate to you things which I myself could scarcely see in their several details? So dazzling was the glitter everywhere. Rooted to the spot, I stood with mouth agape and marveled at all. Nor yet had I grasped every single attraction when a man advanced in years, next to me as it chanced on my left, said to me, Why wonder, country cousin, that you are spellbound in face of such magnificence? You are a stranger to gold and only know the cottages and huts, and huts which are your humble homes. Look, even I, now palsied with age, now hoary-headed, grown old in the city there, Nevertheless, am amazed at it all. Uh, certes, we rate all cheap we saw in former years, and shabby every show we one day watched. So I love that. Yeah, I, again, it's just an old and, guy and, is panicking right. because of how cool the Coliseum is. Yeah, the things that we kind of tend to take for granted, or but but then again, like in my experience right like like my limited experience when i actually got to go to greece this summer and look at some of these buildings that it was like i was in awe i was in wonder um and it's still right. it, it's still on my my bucket list i suppose to 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 go to rome and check out some of this stuff too and yeah i'm, I'm sure i'll be standing around like uh slack jawed in the Colosseum. And some like old Italian guy next to me will be like, "Hey, don't think you're marveling at this just because you're some ignorant American. I've lived in Rome my entire life, and I'm also every time I come here, I'm just amazed with wonder." <laughs> <laughs> um, Roma Tadena, man. Also, Roma Roma Tadena. Um, also, just very 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 quickly um, to to kind of uh, continue with what Johnny was talking about. The other sort of big venue. Uh, that is exclusive exclusive for chariot racing uh, in Rome is the Circus Maximus, the the largest, the biggest, the the, the maxi the, the maxist. It's the circus to the max. The maximist maximist of the circle. Once again, maximist the biggest the fucking thing we can see. So we'll just call it the biggest, biggest fucking, fucking thing, thing we can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 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 this was eventually. Yeah, like another like permanent building, uh, stone stone building, uh, for yeah all these chariot races, um, and so uh, yeah, the, it it measured some two thousand feet in length, and about not quite four hundred feet in in width, um, so just this giant thing, um, 
that's uh that uh yeah because that's what that's about about a third of a mile third of a mile long yeah and yeah. something like yeah. that Massimanos. uh and this uh and this had almost double the capacity of the Colosseum. This could have about 150,000 spectators. <laughs> God. Uh, and yeah, it's just, again, it's just incredible. Just um, the, there, the, there, the not... population, the, 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 the occupancy numbers, that's what really blows my head apart. Like, because these are bigger than, like, these are on par with our modern stadiums. You know what I mean? Like, our modern sports arenas, yeah. our modern event centers. Like, god damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there was just as much demand, just as much interest, of course. Yeah, clearly if people are, like, rioting because their team doesn't win or, or because their team does win. Hey, maybe that's another, like, kind of historical kind of precedent like um <laughs> how how many times will a team win a super bowl and then like the town goes crazy and like commits mass acts of vandalism because they're so amped up uh, go eagles go eagles yeah <laughs> right right so we're, josh so yeah, we're, the, we're romans greasing candle poles so that post really awesome <laughs> chariot races people couldn't climb up the 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 candle lamp poles <laughs> well that was also one of the, the uses for these giant uh, vats of olive oil, too. Is they just kind of splash those around. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's just... Yeah, I think, I think just amid all the spectacle and amazing... I, I don't know. It's, it's just neat. This stuff is really neat. You can still go and, like, yeah, walk around where the Circus Maximus is. There's not as much of the building left. Um, but again, just like knowing that, yeah, where you are walking around, um, yeah, that's where like millions, millions of Romans throughout the centuries, um, convened. Yeah. Watch these races and cheer and, uh, yeah. Oh man. Super, super cool. Yeah. That's great. I, I mean, yeah, I, and really, I, I honestly don't know much much more that i could say again without gushing because right just neat 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 stuff just the idea of like the elevator system inside of it like we just there was an elevator system that existed in the ancient world and we used it as it wasn't like some you know it was so passe it was as passe then as it is now like an elevator but it was there two thousand years ago like the, the yeah. retractable floor, like, the trapdoors, like, all of it, like, the covering, just, there's so much to it. It's amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. For an episode about gladiators, we didn't really talk about gladiators, did we? We kind of just no, Roma no, Tadena did. Well, maybe I don't, in a whole hour. I, two hours, John. Two hours, an hour, two hours by my mark right now, and... I don't know. Do we have anything else to say, or... Yeah, but the whole first hour is gladiators. I guess. I don't know, but I... I because... I was hard, because, yeah, there's tons of, like, individual and specific matches. I just, I don't care about the individual. I want the broad strokes of this shit, because it's so much cooler. It's, like, the idea of, like, literally you unify your people through horrendous violence 
and spectacle and we try and improve the violence and spectacle and it makes you more popular and it sways public opinion and we are it's literally gladiators are just professional wrestling and i think this is where i kind of want to round out my my thesis statement for this episode because like a lot of times gladiators were not killed in you know combat like a gladiator, like the individual trained unit of a gladiator represented an amazing amount of cost. And it also represented an amazing amount right. of revenue generation. So like, let's, let's say, let's, let's just use Spartacus terms. Cause I've been watching Spartacus blood and sand the entire time <laughs> I wrote my outline. Um, so like the idea of Crixus, the undefeated Gaul as champion of Capua. Yeah. You make money off of this dude, but you also make money off every single fight that Crixus will fight. And every victory that he takes. And in that, he gains, like, he becomes better. So, like, yeah, you have your jobby-ass gladiator mass execution slaughter matches. Or or you have, like, your main event matches. And really, this is all just extensions of professional wrestling right now. We're yeah. the same. We're just different. Like, man. I guess the only difference is we're not killing animals. And or we have more gladiatrixes now in like women's <laughs> professional sports combat that's about it like not as many people die but people still die yeah i mean yeah not to not to take a, a super dark turn but not everybody makes it out of professional wrestling for instance uh with all of their faculties and we have our own hearts yeah Right. Yeah. So. So yeah. There was and, that and, Japanese wrestler I, that like they broke his neck in the ring, and so like his f fellow wrestlers like kept suplexing him to make sure that he wasn't just faking it. And oh no, he wasn't really faking it, and they just suplexed a corpse for about ten minutes. But it's okay. Like people die still. Or the yeah, or the one uh, Japanese wrestler girl who got like bullied so hard on social media that she committed suicide yeah i mean yeah that's yeah. another yeah. unfortunately yeah i'm not but you gotta maintain your favor with the fucking mob like you know <laughs> if if we had roman twitter i'm sure somebody would have like <laughs> tweeted at spartacus like oh spartacus oh, uh thrake style so based uh, and then like he would have killed himself you know what i mean like and then we would have had a like well, very special psa so announcement from like nero going Hey man, when you're bullying these gladiators, they're professionals. You're just a slave. I'm Nero. Let's burn more of Rome. Fuck the Christians. The more you know, like we just didn't have well, electricity. And, That's the only difference. That's the only difference to where we are. Like electricity and germ right. theory, but even Josh, you pointed this out in ancient medicine. I don't even think we're that fucking advanced in medicine anymore. So like shit, we're all the same. Yeah, yeah we're still guessing later. a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, we're still guessing a lot of stuff. But so so yeah, I think well, th there's that, and I mean, even more, I, I, I don't know if this is further or closer to gladiatorial, to, to, yeah, like the Roman experience of gladiators, but yeah, just like even like how MMA has taken off, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like boxing, I suppose, I, I guess you could maybe say boxing is like another kind of longer one too, but yeah, like we, I mean, it's staged we, too, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, we, but yeah, we like seeing people beat the crap out of each other whether it's yeah like uh uh pro wrestling whether it's mma whether it's football because that's another right like all of these stadiums so yeah. so very i watch hockey mimic. for the fights and i watch nascar oh, yeah. for the crashes like yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. i think that's yeah i think that is some so maybe terrence was onto something maybe terrence is like oh this stupid play that i 
quote unquote wrote because I found all these like older Greek new comedies and no guys I'm these are I'm just improving on them <laughs> maybe he was onto something maybe it was like look you can come watch a play and it's all fake and stuff or you can yeah see a dude like get his guts spilled out <laughs> Or like the or like Greek this horrible like mangle who just of... farted all over everything alongside Terrence, and they just shit all over customs altogether and <laughs> farted all over that. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So yeah, I guess I suppose maybe like final final thoughts, closing ideas about gladiators. Yeah, we ought to wrap this up. I mean, I don't I don't know if there's anything more to say if if we are trying to wrap it up. But yeah, gladiators are, are neat. Totally understand how. Yeah, like problematic the whole entire thing is when we take a look at it with our 2,000 years of, I would like to think, cultural development. But then again, maybe not as much. So, right. but yeah, Gladiator's super, nah. super neat. There's, we, we, we haven't changed at all. We're literally Which, which is also like, one of, yeah, that's one of my theses. So it's that, yeah, before you get off your high horse, like, I mean, hell, like, uh, collegiate... Student athletes have just finally gotten to the point where they are getting some compensation uh, and and can like make make profits off of their likenesses and stuff like that. And how many of those right. guys and girls like have their bodies for for decades have had their bodies like just trashed? Um, so so it's literally yeah. the same exact yeah. system. Just it literally the same. Just. Just slightly so different. Like you're still in debt. Right. You're still a slave. They still give you like housing. I'm sure in some yeah, cases. Yeah, and there's like, yeah, th- there, there's all these terms and stipulations and ultimately ar- arbitrary rules that you're subject to. But but yeah, I, so so yeah, I think that's a whole other other part of it is, as well. Um, that yeah, we can we can acknowledge that a lot of it is kind of screwed up and. There are some things that we could do better, and you know we're, we're taking maybe baby steps to do some of that stuff. But yeah, and in the meantime, it's still all really neat. Like I would still go watch a gladiatorial game. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, I'd go watch a house show right now of WWE. <laughs> like, man, bring back the goddamn Namakias! Holy right. shit, bring back the Namakias! I want to watch that so bad. I'd... That'd be sweet. That'd be oh. <laughs> um, we still have, you know. We still have zoos too. Just like sidebar yeah. to that. I'm sorry. Just we still have like MMA and we still have NASCAR, but also we still have zoos. And we wouldn't really. We might. We we'd have like menagerie systems of like the same idea of like conquest and look at my like look upon my work, see mighty. But at the same time, man, we wouldn't have zoos right now as we know them without vivarium right. out of Rome, and that's so fucking yeah. cool. Like, yeah. ah, as it is. So. So so yeah, gents. Yeah, anyway. I, think, I think we. Uh, Johnny, any 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 kind of last last thoughts from you about any of this stuff? Uh, no, no. I, I just have a burning urge and desire to go to Roman Greece now. So, I mean, you are you're, you're join like us a, in six months when all three of us can yeah. converge on the steps of the uh, Colosseum and cut two wizards. Or three, two wizards and a warlock yeah. podcast. <laughs> two wizards and a feather bottom. <laughs> yes. Uh, Vivare a Roma. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, damn it. I just, man, I had this joke and I meant to lead with it, but I, I guess maybe at, at the, I, I suppose oh. I can kind of fit it into a, 
to to our to our ending here. But uh, so yeah, we. Uh, uh, oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on, a, a more. Uh, uh, yeah. Pod pod podcastiati saluti. We we who have podcasted, or we who are now about to podcast, or who have now podcasted, salute you. Um, <laughs> so thank you, listeners, for joining along. <laughs> yeah, meant to start off with that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, listeners, thank you for joining us for this very special holiday episode. Um, what are your thoughts? Tell us what you think. What what, what are your what which of these gladiator uh, uh, types would would you be? Would you get into chariot racing? Um, oh man, we didn't even talk about. There's been some like kick-ass gladiator and even like chariot racing video games recently. Um, yeah, yeah. There's one. Uh, yeah. yeah, Quadriga, which that that was like the name for like the four horse chariot thing. We're like. Damn, that'd be that'd be sweet too. But anyway, we we want to hear from you. Tell us what you're thinking. Uh, uh, do you want more collabs with Johnny? Should I, Josh, make an appearance on the Dangle Podcast? Let us know. Do it up. Uh, send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at two wizards pod c one. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter. You can find me at plaid barbarian. Uh, Johnny and Mark, I'll, I'll pass it over to you too. What what else? What, where, where else can uh, listeners receive uh, high quality content from the uh, high high hammock ludus school of entertainment? <laughs> if you were taken by our tributes of uh, blood and flesh, uh, you can also find Johnny and I editing our own Sacramentum Gladiatorium in the form of the Dangle Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill podcast where we take two episodes of King of the Hill and we discuss it and we talk about it and we see if it still holds up and we slap it with our patented rating system. Uh, Johnny, this week you and I covered the good buck and I never promised you an organic garden, which really depresses me that that is the episode <laughs> that we gave our listeners for Christmas because fuck me. But at the same time, I got to make a really gross joke about how hot Luann was in a bikini. It's so true. it's a wash for me. Johnny, where can those good people find you, buddy? Hey, you guys can always get a hold of me on any of Dangle Podcast platforms, but I'm also on Instagram at KrautBallStream. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball. And you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And Josh, where can they find you personally? Uh, yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter at PlaidBarbarian. And yeah, there it is. So, uh, gentlemen, always yeah. a pleasure, always fun. Uh, happy holidays to you both. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah and all the other ones we were talking about too. Um, and now, <laughs> now that it's closer to noon, I, I feel better about going and having a little more mad dog or white dog or, or going and having a beer or something like that. But, um, uh, I drank half a bottle of wine. I'm kind of getting horsed. I'm, I'm going to go get drunk and wave my Gladius is a deer out in my front yard and do my own Venatoyori. <laughs> there we are. So, everybody, thank you again. Uh, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. My name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. Johnny, Josh, thank you both. This was a real kick in the ass. I loved it. Uh, Merry, whatever, just happy insert holiday to you yeah. listeners. We did this in honor of Saturnalia and the games, this super stuffed size to wizards. Um, we love you. I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Josh and Johnny. Thank you. Buddy. Cheers. All right. Take care, everyone. He rolled up.
upon his back, and afterwards I kill.